And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Glue, guys, the Nets are back! Oh my god. Oh my god. Good game. Fun game. Fun game. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Check us out on Twitter at PKGlueGuys. NetsDaily.com. The Athletic. Get yourself by the paywall. The Athletic.com. Slash GlueGuys. Michael. The Nets are back. We're on. We're in Fuego today, Mike. The Nets are back. Is it because that we too, like the Nets, have vampirically sucked the energy out of these young players. Did we have we stolen well, a, their life force? Geez, like, what a depressing. T- no, it's nice. It's, We're full no, of energy we, because we we yeah, ate their stem cells. We sucked, it's nice. It's we good. Sucked their souls out yeah, of their we body. Stole We're their, dementors. We stole, yes, we. That's how when you get old, Mike. That's what that's what happens. And, no, and I'm loving every no, second of it, Mike. I'm loving it. It's great. Their youthful energy was God, a buoyancy so to us. I feel so st- so stemmed up, so full of stem cells. Mike, that was a heck of a game. We're fired up. Oh my gosh! Well, I best game of the year. I don't care that it actually has no impact on like the future of the team. What yes, it Edwards. is literally only the future of the team. Well, That's... no, meaning like this current. Like, you know, ultimately, if the short Nets term, are getting forty-four short minutes short-term short future, yeah. Uh, that Kessler Edwards has uh, forty-four minutes in the game. Patty Mills, you know, went for forty-three. David Duke Jr. Was 38 minutes that game. Yes, I understand that that won't happen in the playoffs. We can't rely on those guys to be contributors in the playoffs. But what a GD joy mm. it was mm. to see the Nets turn into scrapyard dogs. Yeah. They they were some scrappy I mean, mofos it's, on the floor. It's just remarkable that Sean Marks, for third string, just drafted a whole ass lineup. You know, one through five, just basically. <laughs> I mean, actually, we're missing a one, but other than the the a dedicated point guard, we've got a a a pretty serious. Not serious. I mean, it's just one game. This is like these these hot takes are going to age terribly, probably. But um, heck, it's super hey, fun. This is a safe zone, <laughs> yeah. dude. This, this podcast is like a time capsule of just yeah. this one game because there's yeah. nothing relating to the future. True. True. Um, oh, also, we should preface: we're not going to say we're not going to talk about Kyrie Irving at all on this episode. We did that with the Shams interview. And now this yeah. is just, just games, just gaming, just X's and O's, just David Duke Jr. <laughs> this is all we're talking about here. Okay. And and I know that Brian, if you're for the YouTube audience, Brian literally has a picture of Kyrie behind him. We're yes. not going to talk about it. I know that there was a report from Ian Begley. I'm doing it now. I can't help myself. There was a report 
that the Dallas Mavericks and Nets had some discussion of Kyrie Irving, Chris Epps, Porzingis. Wait, what did we say? What did we I'm say? I'm just saying we're not going to do it. I'm <laughs> addressing the thing we're not going to address. Like, okay. I'm just putting it up front, saying we're not going to touch it. Because mm. that game, that basketball was a joy. I mean, it was a trip down memory lane. It was as if, like, the 2018-2019 Nets merged with Kevin Durant. As if he was, uh, you know, term T2, if he was Schwarzenegger sent back in time yeah. to protect uh, the kid with the floppy hair and the mom with the biceps. What's uh, what's their names in T2? Oh, man. T John Connor. John Connor. And, and Sarah and Connor. Sarah Connor. Mother Connor. Sarah Day O'Connor. Yeah. <laughs> she eventually became Supreme Court Justice. That's the, no one really, that is the origin we didn't story. watch those yeah. episodes yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was so the the story of the game is obviously the Nets had all these COVID uh, knockouts, just as we're again discussing Kyrie Irving, all this COVID knockouts. Kevin Durant is um, uh, questionable to play because of a hurt ankle. If KD doesn't play, I believe that the game has to be postponed because the Nets wouldn't have enough players. Yeah, they would only have seven players. He decides to play with David Duke Jr. Blake Griffin starting, Nick Claxton starting, Patty Mills starting, and then the bench being Kessler Edwards, Cam Thomas, and Dayron Sharp. And the Nets made a statement mm. with their energy, their activity, and the excitement <laughs> that those young bucks brought. Um, we're going to do a power rankings. You don't know about this. Power rankings of young young bucks. Do you still take the, the big question is do you still take Dayron over David Duke Jr. Because you came in really you <laughs> raffle coptered at me heavily over my pick of David Duke Jr. And I gotta tell you, I'm not so sure that that's such an obvious choice for you right now, Mike. Tell me well, what did you see from Well, it was interesting, the arc of the David, David Duke, Duke Jr. game. It's really hard for me not to you know to talk about it. You want to talk about it? Is that what you want to do, Mike? Well, we've talked about his name before. Yeah. You know, it's it's the hard. Not to the juniors like doing the grand a, the heavy lift. We got to lean into the junior here. The juniors doing the heavy lifting. They should have gone. I was going to say they should have gone David Duke the second, and then we could have gone Deuce. You know, Deuce is a double cool deuce. double Deuce. Um, Love it. So opportunity what did you see from the Deuce opportunity. This it was from interesting because like <laughs> he seemed confident shooting the three like all throughout the you know in the little smatterings of garbage time he'd played up to this point. And then even to start the game, he was like shooting with confidence. And then he got dared into shooting threes. And then he kind of like lost his way. He stopped looking for the shot. But in general, I mean, like that's the least of the concerns. He is a uh, one of a very few like real super duper good like athletes on the team right now. Like we, I think he's like probably like if you give him an opportunity to, to dunk, he can probably do some cool dunks. You know that kind of that kind of vibe. Um, his his instincts. Do you think Steve Nash is in the coaches' <laughs> meeting and like they're looking at you know film? He's like he's, he's like, Nash he's thinking, just, <laughs> you know. I think if we gave David Duke yeah. Jr. the opportunity, he could do some cool dogs. That's my analysis. That's the conversation. This is the analysis that I have for you. Um, and he uh, cool dog, but but he's got like a um, he is ahead of of the curve where he should be in terms of yes. patience. Uh, he's a methodical dribbler, driver. You know, he's got a little bit more handle than you would expect at this stage in the game. And he lets defenders come to him, debates him a little. He's he's herky-jerky enough to, you know, get around a second defender. Um, and he looks to make the pass. He's like a weird sort of – he's sort of in the DeAndre Brem Bembry like class, but like yes. where Bembry goes finishing, he goes more playmaking. It's kind of a weird um, 
just a small difference there, but uh, and he's then, an athletic Randy Foy. <laughs> sure, sure. I don't. How tall is David Duke Jr.? How, like, even isn't Randy Foy? I don't like, think he's that tall. I don't think David Duke Jr. is like. I think he's like he's six, probably four. six four. Yeah, yeah. So and where's Bembry? What like, six two? Yeah, Bembry is also really like just six five. Everyone's basically six five. I feel like Randy league. Foy is like a dedicated backup. You know, like you know, just average, just net average. You know, point guard. Whereas, yeah, and I think that'd be amazing if David Duke. But Jr. David Duke Junior. I don't think average. he's that. I think he's. I think he's more combo guard without with like yeah, more sure. playmaking. You know, or something. It's kind of a weird position to be in. It's an awkward position if he's not going to be shooting, especially. Um, and, but and the lots that, to like. You know, and the thing that stood out to me, like him and Kessler Edwards and Dayron Sharp for the because Dayron didn't get as many minutes as the other guys, but he was effective in the time. I mean, Dayron Sharp only played 13 minutes and he was seven points and seven rebounds. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's some beefy boy stuff. What's the, what's the per our, 36 there, Mike? Like, give me that per 36. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, you just times just, it by just, three. So 21 go. and 21. Yeah. Um, Smart. That's pretty good, basically. 21 and 21. Um, yeah. So I, I, the thing I liked about them, one, they actually went in with like a mission, right? They, I think Nash talked about this after the game that Kessler Edwards was a little nervous when he got into start, but he settled in really well. I mean, Kessler Edwards had the standout game of all the young guys, 17 points, 10 rebounds, three for six from three. He is, he is an athletic guy. He's an awkward. He is. He I was going to say. He kind of dribbles awkwardly, like forward. He like leans forward. He puts the ball out too far ahead of him. That's like, I think he's probably just got not good handles and he's, you know, disguising it. It's all kind <laughs> of like, you know, being propped up on a hope and a dream at the moment. Um, but to to Nash's credit, you know, he does look nervous, but I think Kessler Edwards just looks nervous by, by nature. He's got a real like deer in the headlights sort of <laughs> vibe. And that's sort of how he plays too. Like there's a kind of a, a um, unease about the whole thing, but like it ends up kind of working out, you know? Uh, I mean, again, I was, I was calling like invoking Kerry Kittles a lot in that game. Cause he does have like Kerry wow. Kittles is, is a <laughs> loping, like, you know, rim running, uh, like big, big ish wing. Um, yeah. And, but was not a good ball handler and, you know, was a good, you know, at the time for like those, for the averages of the day, good three point shooter. I feel like there's a lot of parallels there. Um, you know, a name, that's a name to draw on. Yeah. I mean the, the scouting report on Kessler Edwards, what he was coming out of, where was it? Pacific or Pepperdine? One of the P's. Pepperdine. Pepperdine was really quality three point shooter. We're looking shot athlete can play d but never dribbles the ball like literally john hollinger had a joke on twitter there was a moment where kessler edwards gets the rebound on the defensive side of the floor it actually takes it up the floor and either attempts the shot or gets a pass off near the buck the bucket and john hollinger was saying that's more dribbles than kessler edwards took in his last year at pepperdine Hmm. um no no shade at our boy kessler because to, to link back to what i was talking about david duke I like that they went in like scrapping, not that they didn't go in there like afraid of the moment, shirking responsibility. They went in there uh, going for offensive rebounds, playing defense. I think the kind of the, the weird thing that really threw the Raptors off in this game was that the Nets are like, they are one. They have been not a great rebounding team. We kind of know that. And the Nets never try for offensive rebounds for the most part. And like David Duke Jr. and Kessler Edwards and Dayron Sharp were all just like they they had not got that memo and mm-hmm. they were all going for the offensive rebounds, disrupting the Raptors, breaking up 
their fast breaks because they were, you know, contesting rebounds on the defensive end of the floor. Mm-hmm. What it was a dream. <clears throat> it was a dream the way the game ended. And the one thing, there's two things you can extrapolate if you want to, to like the future, uh, in terms of the short term future. Kevin Durant is the MVP. Um, I think that's pretty easy to say. And Patty Mills hitting that three pointer. Dude, the whole game, he's just such like you, you really feel comfortable. You see, you feel safe in oh, Patty Mills' arms. You so know? secure. He's all state. He's you know? and like him against Fred Van Vliet too is sort of perfect because Fred Van Vliet is like ex- does exactly what he he always hits that obnoxious going to overtime yes. shot. Like he will never not make that shot. Um, and Patty still stays the course. Just he's, don't worry, guys. I got it's just a just puts it's a weighted blanket on her legs, you know, and we can just prop up and drink tea and watch and watch Patty because that's But the exciting thing about it is that when Patty then hits that shot, he is like the best emote, like the, yeah, he, he's perfected the fist bump yell at, at his own bench, like let's go energy. He's got that perfect. Yeah. You could tell that the team vibes off of him in a real way. I'm sure Patty Mills is like the type of person who he just seems like the guy who's like, there's like no negatives about him. Yeah. You know, it's just, Hundred percent approval rating. Just Ted Lasso. You know, I'm only. I've yeah. watched. I've watched four episodes now. <laughs> the Australian <laughs> so, Ted Lasso. It could, it could go wrong. Who knows? Um, but no, he it, is. It really doesn't. Though. <laughs> I mean, you gotta get it. Yeah, I guess. I love that. Yeah, I love the show. Who doesn't love Ted Lasso? But I stopped yeah. watching after four episodes. So he doesn't turn into Darth Vader or anything like that. It's not Breaking Bad. Spoilers? Spo- you're not spoiling, are you? Gosh. <laughs> He doesn't. He does. That's a spoil. That's a version of a spoil. I did just. That is a spoil. Damn it! It's, not, it's really. It it's really not. Um, um, do we want to? I mean, we're we're glowing. There's great stuff here. I would say, like, if we wanted to start throwing layering oh, in a little criticism, why would you do this just for fun? We're at, we have a, we have a, what's wrong with we you, have Brian? A podcast. We have it a was podcast, jubilant, like, and and we have to have conflict. It's you know, it's a this is a compliment. Is sandwich. this manufactured tension? This is manufactured tension. Wait, let me get our manufacture uh, tension drop. <laughs> what, what is that? That's the main. Those are just. The, I don't know. Those are just all this, the drops I have. Sick. I love that. I have other ones too. Um. Well, give me. Oh, manufactured tension. That's that was loud. Man, um, oh, I like that. <laughs> you found it. Yeah. And that's another new it. Brian that's... note. The good thing about it, because people love your singing, it's mm. another new. Because hello is a different register. Give me that. Wait, I'm gonna hit. The, I'm gonna hit the drop again. You ready? Now when I do it on cue. It's Brian. Tough. Three, two, one. Man, you got your tension. <laughs> I can't. I can't when it's on cue like that. I have to, you know, I'm not a performer, Mike. I get in my head. Um, but here's the tension. You, yes. Here's the tension. Cam Thomas could have had a big game there. That could have been. What are you doing? That could have been oh the cam. This is a compliment sandwich. We have to manufacture Brian, tension, Michael. Brian, this was an amazing overtime victory and, against a team that basically had their full roster, and the Nets were struggling to even have enough Gatorade cups on which to fill. I don't know why I chose that. Their roster, Mike, and you're picking out the one. We had the negative. Rockets game. We had the Detroit game. All of these games could have been the Camp Thomas game, and he f- has not given us the Camp Thomas game. Are you worried the Camp Thomas game is going to come? Here, here's who you are. I'm just okay? steamrolling just, into here's this. Here's who you are. You're the person who goes to a wedding. The wedding has great food, great music. Everyone's having fun. Are you sure about fun. that? Is it great food? Was it? Was yeah. the music good? Yeah. Do, You're like, those past hors d'oeuvres, they could have been a ro- do we, rotating do we around really? <laughs> I didn't see the pigs in the blanket. I didn't see them. They were on the other side. Do we really, does everyone really them. love Tame Impala that much for this wedding? Is that? 
I mean, hey. Have you been to a lot of Tame Impala weddings? Well, the song that, I don't know, I'm just. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I know. That's. Yeah, I know. It's a good song. But I like that song. I'm just, it's I'm a just, good song. I'm just picking. All their I'm, songs this is me nitpicking song. at the wedding. I'm playing into what you're talking about, Mike. Don't, don't oh nitpick my, my, my. How could you? Okay, yeah. Cam, okay, if if you want to do this, sure. Cam Thomas, two for ten from the field. Uh, not good, and was basically benched. Not benched, but they just went with David Duke Jr. Over David Duke Jr. is going to take Cam Thomas's position, Mike, and it's going to be an all-out bloodbath. But David Duke is ready for that smoke, okay? He's ready for it. Actually, I got the sense that he's a little bit nervous. And, like, there's, there's some... I, <laughs> as much as I love David Duke Jr., yeah. let's not yeah. let's not go crazy. He was four for 13 from the field. I mean, he, this, this is like this iconic Will Chamberlain. He didn't hold up a piece of paper in the Mike, locker room and said forgetting, 100 like, points. He had, like, I think literally 500 offensive rebounds. Can you check the box score with that and see if that's <laughs> he right? He had six offensive rebounds, which may be the most of any net this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he hit the two free throws, what was it, in the end of the fourth quarter that put the nets into over, you know, he hit a big shots. He hit big shots. Big shots. I loved it. And, and we haven't talked about this person yet. There's two people we need to discuss, okay? First is Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin was banished to the land of DeAndre Jordan. The Shadow Realm. The Dune Arrakis realm mm. of DeAndre Jordan. But that's where all the, the, but that's where all the spice is at. That is where all the spice is at. That's true. That's actually there's <laughs> a lot of desert power. Yeah, there is a lot Arrakis. of desert. It's true. Big true. Uh and and Blake Griffin emerged with uh blue tinted eyes after getting all that spice and all that that's what happens if you eat a lot of spice. Your eyes turn blue. I, I know, but do I mean I'm just I'm questioning if that's true, if he came back with blue tinted eyes. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> He played great. He, he was. What is wrong with you today, Brian? He was energetic he and he had, he had nice moments. He, it started he off. Dove he dove on the. He yes. Dove he very for publicly steal. dove for a steal that didn't actually <laughs> result in a steal. A basketball game. Very yeah, public. public. He was out in public diving for steals. I That actually didn't result in a steal. That's true. I. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about that steal, if you don't know the moment in the game for listeners, uh, it was like, what was it? The fourth quarter. And the Raptors inbound the ball, and like Pascal Siakam's facing the inbounder, the guy who's throwing him the ball. And Blake, like, dove, literally dove as Pascal Siakam was turning around. And Blake just basically just like pushes like a, the ball like out of bounds with his body. Like and real, it yeah. could never have resulted in a good play, ultimately. Like, the, there's no scenario where Blake is full out diving and then getting the ball and then throwing yeah, and then it. Doing something useful. Yeah. That's but, this, is, this is what I mean by a very but, public, <laughs> very. What? What do I? What do you want me to do? I'm just calling it like I see it, Mike. All right. <laughs> do it. Say that it. Drop is loud. Um, it's loud for you, but not for our listeners. Manufactured um, tension. Manufactured tension. <laughs> Blake deserves his flowers, Bry. Thirteen points, six assists, five rebounds. He he put on the the. The Timberlands and Hard Hat again. The blue collar boys were back for one ge- <laughs> for mm, one game. True. The previously deceased blue collar boys. It was nice to see that Blake had that 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 relevant. I my question to you is, do you think so? We have this sort of um, cavalcade of backup bigs that play: James Johnson, Paul Millsap, Blake Griffin. Technically, Nicholas Claxton is a backup. Um, 
it, does, does this Blake game give him maybe a little bit more run in the next game? Like, do you think, like, hey, let's not banish Blake to Arrakis. Let's bring him back on Kaladin for all my Dune heads. Um, you know, it's tough because, like, you know, he's. I guess there there'll be times where we where we have. I mean, especially with all this. COVID protocol riffraff stuff that's been going on. It seems likely that there will be a whole lot more like a million people are out games. Um, and like also yeah. now we're entering the phase of, of the season in which like just randomly people are resting. So like for those reasons, I do think that he's going to be more part of the rotation. But if you're asking me, does he back in a very serious playoff rotation where everyone's expected to be there on a night to night basis that I, I, I still don't know about. I still don't know about. Um, I'm trying to read exactly. So the players who've been knocked out for health and safety protocol, Paul Millsap, Marcus Aldridge, Bembry, Javon Carter, James Johnson, <laughs> James Harden, Bruce Brown. Um, I don't, what I don't understand about the policy, does that mean that they all have tested positive or are they close? Like in the NFL, there are people who test positive and there are people who are close contact that get knocked out. And then they just have to take two positive tests within 24 hours or negative tests, excuse me, in 24 hours and they come back. But does it mean literally that the Nets have had all those guys have had positive you, tests? You know, damn well, I don't know the answer to this. This is not. Yeah, I don't know. Is, <laughs> don't ask me. Is, but I'll tell you what. Just for, somebody sent me a text. I went to a surprise party for a friend on Friday and somebody sent me a text being like somebody tested positive for COVID. So I went and got a stupid rapid test and quarantined for, for 24 hours. Basically following whatever that guideline is, I'm negative. It's fine. But like, I guess, is it that? <laughs> is that is, was it a surprise party? tests are really no big deal. <clears throat> no, you it's know? pretty easy. And now they got the things on every corner again. They got the truck driving around in the city. So <clears throat> it's pretty easy. The ice cream truck? Basically. basically. Mr. Softy's just sticking a, yeah, a swab up stick a swab. Yeah, exactly. Um. So I'm trying to read the COVID protocol because because here's my point, if I can get to it, if I actually have an answer, is that if all these guys are uh, have tested positive and mm. they're all vaccinated, because if they're if they're playing for the Nets, that means that they're vaccinated. I think we kind of know that at this point. I know I'm not going to mention Kyrie Irving, but if everyone's already had COVID and vaccinated, it seems pretty safe for Kyrie to come back. Just saying. Right. Like if the, he's like, not a risk to anyone. What did we talk about in the pre, in the <laughs> preamble to this episode? What did we talk about? <laughs> Brian, you're going, you're going back on do your promise. <clears throat> well, give me the thing. Manufactured tension. It's like sort of like the Matt. I TV apologize, thing. listen, yeah. listeners. I won't. We won't do that, dude. Anymore. My my family made me do this. They like so. My, nobody in my family listens to the podcast, and they they all heard that what I a sing surprise. that I sing hello, you know, before not ever. So <laughs> shout shout out to to Joe who listens. I think you know George will catch an episode or two, but the extended family is not. I mean, no expectation that they're going to listen to a Nets podcast. And they found out that I sing hello in the beginning. We're all sitting around the Thanksgiving table, and they're like, "Do it, do it, Brian, do it." <laughs> and, like, and I and I literally responded. I said, I said this. I was like, "This is my nightmare. This is this, <laughs> this is my nightmare. Being pressured into doing this, and I didn't did you do, do it. it. I did not do it. That's what it is. And what? every and my wife looked at me. and was like, "You can do this." And I was like, "I'm not going to do. This. <laughs> Under no circumstances will this happen." And that's what it is. You could have done our bit. I could have triggered you. Yeah, to do it. That's the bit. Fun. Um. So Blake Griffin. 
serious question. <clears throat> Do you think he gets more minutes now? Just this is a good game. Thirteen points, six assists, five rebounds. Um. Do, does he does did he save himself has he been you know when judge dread gets banished and then he comes back and like saves the city you ever see judge dread <laughs> i <clears throat> it's been a while i haven't seen it in a minute um but i do he gets banished <laughs> he gets banished um and then he comes back so sorry this is blake griffin we're talking about <laughs> sorry, <I didn't> <laughs> <play>. <laughs> um, um yeah i my my point is like i think he plays more games but only because we're entering this like deeper sort of right. rotation thing like i don't think it's it's real real back in the rotation stuff i mean maybe you know maybe he starts doing it but like he hit, he hit some threes yesterday and that's really what needs to happen you know for him to actually crack the rotation like him shooting 19 percent or whatever it was to start the season was like it's unplayable and you know that's that's just that's just how it's going to be. Um, but if he can continue to build on that, then yeah, may, it's totally possible. Nothing is set in stone, Mike. Just a quick update on the COVID rules. I'm reading them now. So it says those who are fully vaccinated will not be requ- required in most cases to quarantine if they are part of contact tracing, meaning exposed to a person who has um, COVID nineteen who is positive for COVID nineteen. Meaning that a lot of these guys on the team, they just, it seems like they wouldn't ha- have had to miss the game or quarantine just for contact tracing point of view. Like they just get tested every day for seven days out of a week. Um, so it seems like everyone's, I mean that, and and Nash has said specifically that everyone's asymptomatic, mm. uh, which is very good. Nice. Um so Blake, I, I I think yeah, I agree with you that Blake gets a little bit more. I think it'd be kind of weird if Nash was suddenly like, "Okay, it was nice seeing you. Now go back to the end of the bench." This is thank sort you of, for like gutting out a, a gritty game that you usually do. I've I've noticed that this has been sort of the um, the pattern that that Nash has. Sorry, I have to cough here one second. <clears throat> I had a I had a frog in my throat. Um, this is sort of the pattern you that did? I did uh, that that Nash has where he doesn't just like demote people slowly, like, you know, gradually from from, you know, out of the starting rotation to he's he skips a step and you get put all the way back down. You you go to the beginning and you are you're taken off the floor completely so that when you do earn back any little glimmer of a spot in the rotation, you're kind of you're like okay, I'm getting back into this thing. You know, it's like less of just like a gradual demotion <clears throat> out of it, and more of like an immediate ripping the bandaid off, so that maybe when you do get back in there, there's some level of like excitement or appreciation. And I actually kind of think like there's like some big brain EQ methodology to that that makes sense to me. Does that make sense? I mean, he's done this with like basically I, everyone. <clears throat> I mean, he's he's it's worked for him. It seems like we have no dissension amongst the ranks for yeah. how he operates. Like ultimately. He was able to accomplish the thing that Kenny Atkinson wasn't. Kenny Atkinson benched DeAndre Jordan and moved him to the bench and played him as a as a backup. And Kenny Atkinson gets fired. Mm. But Steve Nash banishes DeAndre Jordan after starting him, and DeAndre Jordan is no longer on the team. You know, yeah. and it's like that's he, that's the only one who it, maybe it's unclear whether he took serious offense to being <laughs> to being benched initially. <laughs> it's it's unknown. Um. So Blake had a good game. Now Nick Claxton. Let's do this quick break. Then I'm going to talk about Nick Claxton. Love it. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back. Nicholas Jeremiah Claxton. 26 minutes, 16 points, 7 rebounds, 1 block, 1 assist, 8 for 10 from the field. Uh, all of those were basically dunks. I don't think he even attempted a jump shot. And, and nor should he at this point, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. And, and God bless for that. Um, the, I I liked what I saw out of Claxton. I know he only played 26 minutes. It's because basically the Nets you know, ran a pretty small lineup with having Kessler Edwards in there uh, swapping out Claxton. But the thing I liked what I saw out of Claxton was like he was aggressive in trying to get the rebound around the rim and then putting it back. There was even one time when he put up a shot right around the basket, missed it, came back up and dunked it. Yeah. And the like the thing that was lacking about early season Claxton was that he was just super unsure about where he should be, when he should be aggressive in attacking the rim. Yeah. This was just, hey, Nick, all you got to do is you just got to clean up dunk. And if that's what he does, that's an effective Nick Claxton. That's all the Nets need. Dude, not only just that, like, I think he really found, he found his way again uh, through defense as per usual, which is his thing. But yes. like his off ball defense is so good. Like his ball denial, like he was, I forget who was, God, it was two or three games ago. I forget who he was guarding. I think it was like, anyways, who's guarding like maybe Trey Young or something like, but just ball denying. Trey Young, the entire game, like the time that he was in, and it was working, and it was amazing to watch. Like he just like has really good instincts for how to keep the guy away from catching the ball, um, and like even little things like that. Like there's just like the anyone who's doing like data analysis on defense, I, I really think that you can't ignore like what Nick Claxton brings to the table. So like even if he's just like net neutral, like just neutral on offense, he's a huge benefit to the team. But like the yeah, fact that he any, can do a few any- things, yeah. He should be like a 70% from the field guy. I know that's a lot, but like he should be sort of that Mitchell Robinson, what DeAndre Jordan was with the Clippers. Not that level. DeAndre with the Clippers was the best pick and roll big, like honestly, probably in the history of the NBA in terms of like throwing down alley-oops and getting it right down to the bucket, right? He was so athletic and so dominant at that. Uh, Couldn't do anything else. Claxton, it's such an interesting thing because his name has been in trade rumors recently. He has the possibility for a contract extension. I think he's going to be a restricted free agent at the end of this year. Um, he's a really interesting case because 
we pretty much know at this point, Josai has made the decision, right? That like, Hey, I'm going to pay Kevin Durant, James Harden, maybe Kyrie Irving, depending on what happens, but I won't talk about that. I have Joe Harris is being paid, but I'm not really going to pay for anyone else. Like beyond the mid-level dudes, like mid-level and minimums. I, he, they could have signed Dinwiddie. They were legally allowed to sign Spencer Dinwiddie and they chose not to do it because that would have been so exorbitantly expensive. I have no sense about what Nick Claxton's market Dude, I was be. just talking about this. Like I re- it's so unclear at the moment. And especially if his like if he's just not going to be producing on offense, which like, you know, I think any any thinking man knows what his what his worth is defensively, but like it'd be pretty easy for people to like look over just like look at the box score and be like oh that's not i don't i am not interested thank you like that's it and but and be, and be missing the entire picture well the, and the thing about is, is he like a, a non-taxpayer mid-level player meaning is he like a nine million dollar a year guy at this point i really don't think so that's what I'm at saying. this point yeah. i don't think so yeah right but the thing is if you're a shitty team apologies for everyone listening who doesn't like who don't like cursing apologies <laughs> if you're a crappy team um, yeah, there. Is that better for your ears, for your soft yeah. ears? <laughs> like, if you're the Thunder, <laughs> it doesn't really hurt you to have Nick Claxton on because $9 million is a pretty easy con, like $9 million a year, which is the mid level for non taxpayers. It's a pretty easy contract to get rid of if you need to get rid of it. It's a very tradable contract, even if the guy's like all oh, not that good. And Nick Claxton's 22 years old or whatever he is. And so, he, so this it's this weird situation where. He's like sort of that classic guy when we were growing up in the 90s, like a Jerome James mm. who was quote unquote talented and had shown certain level of of production, but has no consistency. And the bet is that like, I'm just betting on talent. Usually those guys don't work out. There's like, I mean, the other, I mean, <clears throat> to borrow, maybe not a great parallel, but something like that, like uh, Nerland's Noel who got paid that right, right around there. Um, on not That's much a good comparable, not much more evidence of like a high ceiling or whatever. Probably less evidence, to be well, honest. Yeah, yeah. Nerlens was a, a lower ceiling, but he had been more established mm-hmm. in the NBA, and he's older now. And like you, you know what you're getting out of Nerlens. So well, he actually plays basketball games. Mm-hmm. So like I'm thinking, like Rashawn Holmes is Rashawn Holmes a good comparable for Dude, Rashawn Holmes? But, again, I, I mean, he's quite good. Yeah, people like him. And he, yeah. but he's now 28 years old, and he floated around. Like he was like kind of everyone's favorite, yeah. Like a undercover cut. sixer, yeah. At one point, um, but he never played consistently, and then he got to Sacramento, and even then he didn't like he would miss games because of injury or whatever. But well, he's they, been pretty good, and they also drafted a hundred people in his position too to make it even more complicated. <laughs> yeah, remember the big Georgia Papa Nicolau? Uh, they drafted in like. Vladi Divac drafted him. He's like a big Greek a guy. Big, yes. Yeah. He was my favorite draft. One yeah. of my favorite all-time graphics. <laughs> yeah. Um so that's the thing. So why I'm talking about this is because the Nets have this decision to make on Kyrie Irving, which we won't talk about. Don't, in terms of whether to trade or not to trade. I'm won't I'm just acknowledging I'm not talking. It's an acknowledgement. Not a conversation. You're dangerously for dangerous close. The conversation's about Nick Claxton. Because what are the things that this Nets team needs? Uh, they probably they need another like pretty decent ball handler creator to help out to alleviate some pressure. Maybe they need 
I mean, when Joe Harris comes back, the three-point shooting is going to definitely elevate to a higher degree. Maybe Kessler Edwards is just a tiny, give him a little minutes. Let's see what Kessler Edwards, and we'll talk about Kessler Edwards minutes in a sec. And they need that, what we talk about, the switchy dunking big. That's Nick Claxton. Mm -hmm. So do you trade him? Because you can get maybe that ball handling guard by trading Nick Claxton and you don't have to pay Nick Claxton. Or do you just take the gamble of like, hey, this guy's super talented. If we can just harness what's happened, if we can see biscuit him, yeah, harness him, then they the Nets could have like like one of the perfect type of big men that they could want for the next four years with Durant Harding. I totally Harding, agree. Harding I totally Harding. agree. I just I just don't know how to finagle this financially without just like you know, not playing him this year, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's how you do it, which like is not super chill. And that's, you know, that's a real, that's a dark, a dark business. But, um, like if you play that's him, some European basketball, <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah, how yeah. they treat Nicholas yeah. Chishkavili. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, and I don't know, because like, if you play him, he's going to continue to like, you know, he's going to get that 9 million. Maybe he'll get that $9 million thing. I, you're right. That somebody, somebody out there will, has listened to enough like Zach Lowe podcast to know that like Nick Lassen is <laughs> worth that amount of money and we'll give it to him. Well, and, and, and you bring up a good point, which is like, let's say he continues to play well for, for the nets, right? Like this is his first, I think really pretty good game since he's come back from his mystery illness since he created the Omicron period. Yeah. At a makeout parties at, motto at, at a makeout <laughs> <laughs> seven minutes in heaven with yeah. Nick Lassen. That's his new podcast. <laughs> Um, it's really big on TikTok. Yeah. The so, but like, if Nick Claxton plays well, and well being like twelve points a game, eight rebounds, and he shows that really malleable defense where he's switching on to everyone, denying the ball, blocking shots, being like a guy who could switch on to Dame Lillard and stop him or block the shot at the rim. Um, and he is with the Nets all through a playoff run, getting 20 minutes a game, putting up that production, he's going to get a lot of money thrown his way because teams are going to see he's going to have a huge spotlight on him. I bring up Jerome James. It's going to be like Jerome James, mm -hmm. where Jerome James had one good playoff series and the Knicks threw the bag at your boy Jerome James and he sucked. Yeah. Very, so it, it That's the beginning of that, the Knicks curse, Mike, right there. That's it. That's yeah, the, that's, that's the it. original sin. That's that's it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> real quick. Yeah. Before we go, because we should stop soon. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Kessler Edwards. Is this how 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 real? How real is this? In the, on the scale of reality TV shows, from sort of like the PBS shows that you know they have no editing on. And they're not pretty people on the PBS. Like what, what PBS reality? Like, like there's like antiques PBS like cooking shows and <laughs> an antiques roadshow. Like okay. there's no trickery. You, you consider that? I mean, I guess it is reality TV. That's that's true. Um, okay. Yeah, it's that, that's the most real. cinema verite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then what's the what's the most Your edited wife swap? That's the one where it's where they're like. Or mom swap? What is, is that? The, the most real one, <laughs> mom, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like they, you know, they make the other the spouse like live with the other family for like a week, and they're just yeah. like, and you can almost hear the producer off to the side being like, "Tell them they suck, like you hate your new family." <laughs> you know, that's that's fake news. They to don't me. use a pizza stone yeah. to cook the frozen pizza. <laughs> yeah, that was you know that's that's you. Yeah, that's, that's you're out of here. 
Um, um, so, so that's to you the most manufactured tension reality TV show. I don't know. Mom Do you want, <laughs> I don't, is that even a show? I feel, say Real Housewives. <laughs> uh, yeah, Real Housewives. On the Housewives. scale of from PBS to Real Housewives, how real is Kessler Edwards? Um, he is, he's like real world, you know, he's like the newer seasons of real world in which they're not Perfect. like, you know, it's, it's, it's unclear. Uh, it's still unclear to me a little bit. Like he, there's something, <laughs> there's something there. There's something there for sure to mine. Um, but there are like some fairly conspicuous, weaknesses and i don't know how exploitable those would be if they've uh, if there's a little dossier about kessler edwards out there uh that dossier could go a long way i'm not saying i'm 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 betting either way i like him i think he would be he would fit in like as you say that joe harris spot you know also and not to make this go negative again here but there was some crusty rumblings but don't do this don't do the performative you talk about trades all day long i never do i i stick to the game what's happening between the 94 feet some very crusty very off the beaten path rumors about joe harris's trade rumor ball you know whatever this is like bl- don't is do you. this. I never do this. this. Is when you when you do you. twenty uninterrupted minutes of of, <laughs> of trade talk, <laughs> I never dog you. And when I roll my eyes, <laughs> yeah. the back of my head, <laughs> yeah. don't even look at you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Apologies. In a world in which any of that happens, which again, this is this is not hard hard news reporting. Um, what were the rumors? I haven't seen the. It's Joe really Harris. off the beaten path. I'm not even gonna. Use, I'm not even gonna talk about him. But like, let's just say. For for the sake of argument that he's you know somewhere in that contract range where it was betrayable blah blah blah, um, you know is he a guy that could step up and sort of fill a, a portion of what Joe Harris does? Eh, maybe you would. Eh. I would. I wouldn't want to rely on it in a playoff series, Michael. Say that much. So that's where I'm at with it. You know, that's where I'm at. I don't think he's he's not quite. Yeah. He needs a little more time in the oven. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's a uh, he. So I agree with you. He's as real as real world. <laughs> The like newer, there's something not there. like the first seasons in New York. No, where that, that's real. That's you know that, that was real. That was the real. When they were ta- remember when they were like they were talking about like someone had HIV. Yeah, and it there's was like, Puck. Puck now, is just a menace to that, society. <laughs> He's just now there's no HIV. It's no, just there's no HIV in real. World. Yeah, there's nothing serious. <laughs> no, no. Um, I don't know. I don't even want. Does real world even exist anymore? Do our listeners like? Does Alex Sturm, Alec, if you're listening, do shout you know out, what real world shout is? Shout out to Alex Sturm. You let us know if you ever ever heard of the show, the TV series Real World. Okay, but and but he may have only because of the challenge, right? Yeah, we're not talking and about TV. real world road rules challenge, unlimited, the reawakening five. <laughs> okay, we're not talking about we're not talking about that. <laughs> We're talking about. Uh, talking about. Remember, actually, road rule. Like, do you remember the show? I road do. Rules? I was. I like. I remember not liking it from a very. Like, yeah. that was one of the first ones. Like, miss me with this. I gave it a lot of tries. Like, I, I remember. There's some because I was a road like a real world person. There's I some mean, like people for like Theo Vaughn. Is that a name you're familiar with? Yeah, He's like a comedian. He started on Road Rules. That was he was a Road Rules guy. Oh wow! Isn't that interesting? Look at you. I don't know. I just I spent too much time on YouTube. That's my problem. Like, Mike, let's get out of here. We're at forty minutes. Wait, 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 wait. You said something. I just want to say. I don't make this you, go five minutes, Mike. You got you got two no, no, minutes no, 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 to wrap no, no, this no. up. Let me say. Let me say. You brought up just the Joe Harris trades. Okay. <laughs> I'm, what is that look I'm you're only, giving me? I'm only gonna say. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Hold hold yourself together. Go ahead. I know people. 
this Nets team needs Joe Harris. They need Joe Harris. Anything we've seen over his injury is how integral Joe Harris is to the Nets. They are, there's some stat of like, when he's on the team, they're the second best three-point shooting team in the NBA. Without him, they're the second worst. Something like that, right? He is a big deal. Their spacing gets all mushy-gushy without Joe Harris floating around there. He is, though, the only contract that you can really trade that isn't Kyrie Irving. I'm not going to talk about Kyrie either. If the Nets do trade Joe Harris, for some reason, if they did, I, I pray, I pray to all the gods that Sean Marks is, is while Wilt's trading Joe Harris is texting JJ Redick on the side saying, JJ, get, get off the first take set, get on some slacks or not slacks, gym shorts. Get yourself over here to Brooklyn because we're signing you with a minimum contract. We're going to win a championship with you, J.J. Redick. Because that's the only way you could tra- trade Joe Harris is by getting another. Sh- you need another shooter back. Mike, that was the most Smeltzian thing I've ever seen you do. Like you you sandbagged me on the notion of a trade and then, <laughs> and then launched into your own. That was unreal. But I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Lo- gotta love it. Um, Mike, get us out of here. That was a great episode. Yeah, uh, check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys and The Athletic, get yourself behind the paywall at theathletic.com slash glue guys. If you're struggling to find uh, a, a holiday gift, oh. really, it's a Christmas gift to this point. I'm Jewish, but I, I can admit it's a Christmas. What day are we? If you're on? getting Hanukkah gifts, do we do point, Hanukkah? Really, Hanukkah over? Hanukkah's over. Yeah. Er, early Hanukkah this year. Mm. One of the earliest you could have Ooh. by the lunar calendar. Got it. Because, you know, we operate by the moon, us Jews. Smart. Smart. You guys got your sun, we got the moon. You know, market inefficiency. Um, <laughs> Smart. Um, so, uh, it's, the good thing about getting an athletic subscription for someone is one, they're going to love it. Okay. That's reason and, enough and right two, there. There's no supply chain issues. Ooh, you don't have to worry smart. about supply chain. Yeah. You can, you're not, if you you're not waiting, them, looking through the mailbox all day. It just shows up right in your email. Yeah. It's just that's, there. That's, you, it's, so you can, yeah. I, I, <laughs> that's um, waiting for the mailman, Mike. Yeah. Did you have a, uh, Brian is if for the podcast it's, audience, Brian is doing like the little mail slit that would be in a door. Yeah. Um, nice Thanks. Pictionary. Pictionary. No, Mike, What's get us off the show. We have got to get um, out of here. No, but it's a great gift. And lastly, a great gift to Brian and I is to go on Apple podcast. Oh. Five stars. We want and We need them. Have to have them. People have been doing it and I, we really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Um, oh, that's thank nice. you so much for listening guys. Talk soon. Talk real soon. Bye. Thank you. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.